Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am your confidence connoisseur, here to help you break diet dependence, end body shame, and learn to love being you inside and out. Join me as we demystify current health and wellness trends, understand what health really means, and find freedom from living life the way you think it should be. With that, let's go to the show. Hello, friends. Welcome back. So excited to be here with you today. I was looking over my notes from a survey that I took way back when in my Captivatingly Confident Facebook group, and I was looking for some buzzwords, some words that kept showing up over and over again that you guys felt really strongly about. And one of the words was balance. And that's actually how I came up with the Beyond Balanced Guide that you can get for free on CaptivatinglyConfident.com. There's a link where you can download it. And the Beyond Balanced Guide is fantastic. If you haven't gotten it yet, girl, get over there, get this guide. I highly recommend printing it out. It's beautiful. The colors are gorgeous, if I do say so myself, but it covers movement, nutrition, and self-care just very briefly and gives you three practical steps that you can start doing right now to get the ball rolling on feeling more balanced. Not only more balanced, but to go beyond balanced. So I highly recommend that guide. So as I was thinking about balance, another thought that came up to me was How do you balance a busy life and being healthy? This is something that I hear all the time in the community is a real struggle and disconnect between having the goals that you want to meet, being healthy, and balancing that with work, kids, after-school activities, family members, pets, All the social things that you're committed to, faith, church, so much. There are so many things on our calendar already that being healthy doesn't even seem to fit in. So today we're going to talk about how to actually hold both of these things, a busy life and being healthy. We're going to do both. So what you're going to do is you're going to grab a pen and paper and you're going to write some stuff down for me. You can type it if you want to, but there's something so cathartic about writing, and it is scientifically proven that you will remember more when you write it. So the first thing that we're going to do is define what healthy actually means and looks like. So you're going to start with a broad definition of health. What does health mean to you? What does it look like to you? And do you like what you see? (laughs) Do you like the definition that you have? If not, cross it out and write what you want it to be, what you want health to look like for you. So you're going to define it after the big broad one into several smaller categories. What do you want health to look like emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, relationally, and in your profession? whether that's a job outside of the house or staying at home raising kids, whatever you're spending your time doing, how do you want that to look in regard to being healthy? 
So you're going to define each of these and what you want it to look like. And this could take a little bit of time. Like, don't rush this process. And you also need to be willing to let it ebb and flow and change as you start to work on balance. Because that's the biggest thing that you can have with balance is being flexible and being willing to shift, pivot, bend, and adjust as life happens. Because isn't that the worst when you're trying to start a new habit and then something catastrophic happens and all of a sudden you've fallen off the wagon and whoop, there goes that new habit that you were trying to build. But truly being healthy is being able to maintain what you build even when the storms come because they will. They will come. And health is a funny thing because it's not an end destination, right? It's not like you achieve health and then you are healthy. It's a process. And it's constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. And your definitions will change as well. So leaving yourself some space there, but having a clearer picture of what it is that you actually want. Because in my opinion, that is the biggest obstacle that women reach is that they have unrealistic expectations and are thinking that health is something that is like eating broccoli and doing yoga. When I think of the words healthy, like that's what pops into my head right off the bat. And health is going to look different for every single person. There is no one size fits all approach to this, which means diets, health programs, those are all going to be tossed to the wayside for this because this is all about you and what you want this to look like. So then you're going to look at your definitions and you're going to decide, okay, are these sustainable? Meaning, can I do these for the long haul or is it going to exhaust me? Is it realistic? Like, is this something that is realistic for my life where I'm at right now? Which also goes hand in hand with, is this achievable? Is this something that I can actually do? For a lot of people, we equate weight loss with health. If I just lose weight, I'll be healthier. If I just lose weight, I'll feel better in my body. That may be true, maybe, but health and weight loss are not synonymous. They are not. On my health goals, weight loss is nowhere on there. And when I work with clients one-on-one, weight loss is never, ever a goal of ours. It's not. We let go of the weight loss goal because it's... It's so outside of your control. You cannot control your body. You cannot make your body lose weight. If they'd figured out how to do it, everybody would do it and I would be out of a job probably. It's not something that you can control. Therefore, it is not something that is realistic. And you're probably like, what? Of course it's realistic. Is it? I don't know. This is something that you get to sit with and maybe you're like, You put your hands on your hips and you wave your ponytail and you're like, whatever, Kim, you don't know what you're talking about. And if you want to focus on weight loss, then go for it, sister. I think you're spinning your wheels. And I think that it's so much easier to focus on understanding what healthy looks like for you and letting weight loss be a natural byproduct of that. Because it will be. Your body will find its happy weight. It may not be your happy weight, but it's your body's happy weight. And... That is so much more sustainable, realistic, and achievable than trying to force 
your body to lose weight. So that's my caveat on that. So once you have your definitions, you've decided if they're sustainable, realistic, or achievable, then you can start to work. And you're going to prioritize which goals you want to start with, right? So for example, one of your goals could be I want to exercise five times a week. Well, first thing we're going to do is we're going to cut that in half. Yep, cut it in half. Start with something small, something achievable. We're focused on building up success, feelings of successfulness at doing something. And if you set yourself up with too big of a goal, then if it doesn't happen, you're going to feel like a failure and be more likely to throw in the towel. We want to build up your confidence in making changes in your life. So we start by cutting all goals in half. So whether that's, I want to cook dinner every night for my family, cut it in half, cook three nights out of the seven instead of committing to all seven meals during the week. Or, you know, to go with our first example, like working out five days a week, cut it down to two. Start there. Once you've got that nailed down and you're consistent in that, then you can start to add in more days if you feel like it. If it fits into your definition of health and what you want, right? So then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to identify what that looks like. So for our examples here, for exercise, what what kind of exercises do you want to do? In my Beyond Balance Guide, I actually walk you through making a movement bucket list. This is where you make three different lists of exercises that you've tried and liked, exercises that you haven't tried yet but that you'd like to try, and then exercises that you neither need to work up to or that scare you. And those, that's, it creates kind of just this resource for you where you can look at it and be like, okay, maybe I'll do this today, or maybe I'll do this. And then you're actually going to schedule it. You're going to write it down in your planner. I love my husband so much. (laughs) I love him so much. He, he doesn't exercise very often. He's a counselor. And so he sits in his office all day, poor guy. And he just doesn't get a lot of movement in because of the hours that he works. And he doesn't like exercise. He just doesn't like it. He's not a fan. He's a nine on the Enneagram and nines typically don't exercise. And over the years, I, being a three who thrives on physical activity, have been like, just, you know, just schedule it in and make yourself a priority. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the other day he goes, huh, maybe I should actually like schedule in workout times. And I was like, oh, babe, that's a great idea. Knowing that it was my idea all along. It just took him a while. So let me save you that taking a while time and just say, schedule yourself in and do not skip. Do not flake on yourself. Do not rearrange yourself. No, this is you time, baby. As Jillian Michaels would say, make the most of it. Like, this is you time. If it says workout 4 p.m., you go and you work out. You've decided already what you're going to do. Maybe you're going to do an exercise class. Maybe you're going to stay home and do yoga from YouTube. Whatever you want to do, commit to it, do it, right? That's how we make it sustainable is we schedule and commit. Don't let anything get in the way of that time. For the next example, I want to cook dinner for my family every night. We already cut that in half. And you're going to write down in your calendar which days you want to cook. 
You're going to look at what's going on in your week and you're going to decide. Because I think a lot of times it's like, I want to cook every day. And then if we cut it in half, even then it's like, well, I'll just wing it. And winging it doesn't, that's not sustainable, right? And we're all about sustainability. So building in these tools like scheduling are so important. So schedule in your three days and decide just like exercise what you're going to cook. So have a recipe that you can that you can utilize. I don't recommend meal planning as a sustainable practice. I find it to be tedious and exhausting and a lot more work than it's cut out to be. So I don't recommend meal planning. If it works for you, do it. Absolutely. If that falls into your definition of being healthy, then go for it. But for most people, I would say scheduling in kind of three main meals and then just cooking around those, being a little bit more flexible, is a great way to start. You can also use meal delivery services like Blue Apron or Sunbasket. There's a ton more like HelloFresh, like Dinnerly, I think is another one. There's a ton out there where you just, you select the meals and they deliver the ingredients to you. There's even one that is already pre-cooked. You just heat it up. So you can even try doing that and see if that helps. If you're like, oh, I don't even know where to start. That is a great place to start. We've used Sun Basket ourselves and really love it. Blue Apron I haven't tried yet, but my in-laws swear by it. So check out those websites. And if you want to go for it, give it a shot and see what you think. You can also use different services to deliver stuff to you. So we use Butcher Box, which every two months they drop off a huge box of meat for us. And we ration that. Ration it sounds like we're, (laughs) we have no food. We have to ration the meat. Don't eat that chicken. It's rationed. Uh, But we have to, we, we separate it out and make it last for the two months. And it's great because then I get inspired. I'm like, okay, I have a filet mignon. I don't know what to do with this. What can I make with this? What veggie goes with it? You can also sign up for a CSA, which delivers you seasonal veggies from a local farmer, farmer's market, or co-op. And that's a great thing to do if you have that available to you. Because then it's like you're kind of forced to step outside your comfort zone when it comes to cooking and to find different ways to cook stuff. Like one time I got a celery root in my box and I was like, okay, WTH is this? How do I even go about cooking this? And it opened up my whole mind to mashed celery root, which is actually really delicious with a big pat of butter, some sea salt. Delightful. I totally hear Lewis. I'm not sure if you guys can hear him or not. (laughs) Uh, It's nap time. Okay, so that's what you're going to look at. Is this sustainable, realistic? Another one that I hear often that I kind of wanted to break down isn't a time frame one, but it kind of is. So it's, I want to spend more time with my family or my kids. And again, we're going to break it down and we're going to look at defining what does it mean to spend more time with your kids. What does that look like? Does that mean less TV? Does it mean going outside for walks more? Does it mean family meals around the table, playing on the floor with your kids, spending time with your family? Like, what does it look like? And schedule in time for you. I know you're going to be like, wait, don't you mean schedule in time for my family? No, 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 no. That'll come naturally. Scheduling in time for you. 
Because oftentimes it feels like a tug of war, right? Like you're on your phone, like browsing through Facebook or Instagram and your kids are like, ah, I need you, I need you, I need you, mom, mom, mom. And you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to look at Instagram. But if you have time for you scheduled in, then you're going to be able to free yourself up more to be with your family. And that that's absolutely a healthy goal, right? Remember our categories of what health entails. It's emotional, spiritual, physical, mental, relational, and occupational. Lots of alls in there. So it's all-encompassing holistic health, right? And that's how we learn to balance is by scheduling in what we need to. And you may feel a little OCD at first. You're like, I'm writing everything down. But honestly, that is one of the best ways to do it. If you keep a calendar on your phone, use that. Schedule yourself in. Time to take care of yourself. And that can be setting a timer for 10 minutes so that you can uninterruptedly, is that even a word? Without interruption, you can scroll social media. Or for 20 minutes, you can read a book or do a face mask, or have a foot soak, or watch one of your favorite shows. Like schedule in you time so that you can be more present with other people when you're with them. Because you know, okay, at five o'clock or seven or 10 o'clock, I've got time set aside for myself. And honestly, this is the best way to start balancing your busy life and being healthy is by, again, defining what health looks like emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, relationally, and occupationally. And are your definitions sustainable, realistic, and achievable? And remember, when you start with your goals, (laughs) write them out like, I want to do this. So emotionally, it looks, you know, emotionally healthy looks like putting in self-care time for myself. And figure out how often you want to do that, what it looks like, and even like challenge yourself to figure out what kinds of self-care do I even want? What kind of self-care do I need? Maybe it's making time to sleep in in the morning for a little bit longer. Maybe it's getting your nails done. Maybe it's getting a massage. Maybe it's going to coffee with a friend. Maybe it's going for a walk by yourself. And the final thing that you're going to do once you have all of your definitions written out is you're going to go back through and touch base with the feelings that come up for you. Because feelings are far better motivators than facts. And as factually, we know that we should exercise. We know that. Duh. Old news, right? But what is exercise going to do for you? Well, how is it going to improve your quality of life? What feelings can you tap into around exercise? Is it going to give you an endorphin rush? Is it going to give you goals to set for yourself that you can achieve and feel more successful? What is it going to do for you spiritually? What are your goals? What are the feelings that go along with that? Maybe meditating or praying more are some of your healthy goals. And what feelings prompt that? What What do you want from those times? Relationally, mentally, physically, what what are the feelings? Tap into the feeling side of this. And as you're doing these things and as you, so maybe you get to a day where you've got exercise on your calendar and you're like, ugh, I just don't want to. 
try to remember the feelings that you get when you're done with the exercise or maybe the feelings that you have while you're doing it and finding ways of moving your body that give you positive feedback and positive feelings. If you're working out, if you're doing something that you don't enjoy and you don't feel good after, why are you doing it? I felt this way about Ride. So we have this group cycle class called Ride, and I hate going to it. I hate doing it. Like, uh, those seats are so small. My booty is so wide and such small seats. <laughs> Hurts for days. And I don't like how I feel afterward. My calves cramp. My hips feel wonky. Like, I don't like it. But I always thought, well, this is a good cardiovascular workout, and I should do it because I burn lots of calories, blah, blah, blah. But really, I didn't like doing it. So I stopped, and I found something else that I liked. <laughs> So for you, like, what are your feelings surrounding this? And that is how you really tap into being able to commit to yourself and your goals when you understand the feelings that you get and you have actual achievable goals that you can set for yourself. So you've got definitions of what that healthy idea is for each of those categories, goals that come out of that. So again, cooking dinner three nights a week, exercising twice a week. You make sustainable goals for that. And then tapping into the feelings. And if you need to write the feelings around the activity, so maybe for you, self-care, it brings you peace, happiness, contentment, joy. Then write it around it. Tap into those feelings and remember how it feels. And that's going to be a far better motivator than I know I need to schedule self-care. So there's that. Again, if you want a more practical, hands-on, self-guided type of experience with this, if you're like, Kim, I don't know if I can do all of that, then go to CaptivatingTheConfident.com and grab the Beyond Balance Guide. And that's going to walk you through doing a similar exercise with self-care and then helping you with exercise and nutrition as well. So, all right. Go forth, define what healthy looks like for you, and then share. Share on Instagram, share in the Captivatingly Confident Facebook group, share with us. We want to walk with you and learn from you because I think we can use all the help we can get when it comes to balancing a busy life and being healthy. All right, friends, I'll see you next time. 